back, X's and T podcast fans. Danny is back. That is me. Hello. Um, if you're new here, hi. I have quite a few new people who are coming in and listening. Um, and for that, I'm super grateful. By the way, I just, I have to say it. I've had a lot of people who have heard about us because they've seen some of my guests post about us, which you guys are all awesome for doing that, by the way. But if you're new here, hi, we talk about anti-MLM content. We talk about trauma, domestic violence, some very, very sensitive topics that I don't feel are discussed enough. And my goal is to help people heal. My goal is to get awareness out there. I have been privileged enough to be able to share my story on here. And I would love to be able to help others share their stories as well. So like I said, if you're new here, hi, that's me. That's what we do here. Um, today, we're then, we're getting back into that anti-MLM content because you guys love it. I love it. And I honestly have so much to say right now about it. I'm really excited because we have a recurring guest here. She is friend of the show. She is our best Canadian friend. We have with us the one who gives us hope. Hello, hope. Hey, <laughs> that's hey. a pretty good one. I like that one. Gives us hope. It's dope. <laughs> well, what's funny is I remember you saying, give a little bit of me when you oh, yeah. that one time. Yeah, that's what stuck with me. Um, yeah. We have so many things to talk about. It's not even funny. I feel like every time we talk, something has happened in between that yeah. gives us new inspiration. <laughs> even though we have a topic picked out, something happens and we have to, we have to get it out of the head because it's there. It's stuck. Oh, for sure. For sure. I just want to begin with this disclaimer as always. I'm not here to defame anybody. Plain and simple. That's not my goal. I changed names because, you know, I'm not out here to ruin anybody's lives. I am here to share my story. I feel like that's super important. I feel like it's important for my guests to be able to feel safe to share their stories. I'm not here to, you know, I, I'm going to say it again. I'm not here to defame anybody. Just clear cut. That's how it is. My beef is with Worldwide Dream Builders. It is with all these Amway tool organizations. So if I'm speaking about them, I'm speaking based on personal opinions. My guests are speaking on their personal opinions. If I mention anything outside, it's purely based on something that I found on the internet or something that's already been reported. It is alleged. Absolutely. I'm going to say that. And I'll say that again and again, because I'm not trying to get sued. I don't want to get shut down. And I want my voice and my guest's voice to mean something. This again, has nothing to do with Amway. They are purely a distribution company. And like I've mentioned before, I'm pretty sure they're a symbiotic relationship that neither of them allegedly wants to even be it. With that being said, oh, in addition to that, anybody we talk about, their names have been changed. Again, we're not trying to out them, ruin their lives or anything. Like they might be out to try to ruin us. We're not out to ruin them. We have had so much happen. <laughs> I would love to give you this opportunity if you wanted to share what has been going on with you guys. Yeah. Um, so we've had just old uplines reaching out, which is super fun to us not necessarily like I had my main upline reach out to me I'm not gonna say any names or anything because I don't know if uh, she deserves that but very much apologetic and you know the one thing I I said this to Danny prior I will give her the benefit of the doubt um just because I did the same thing to other people too you know I I recruited people and I tried to convince them that this was the right thing to do and she never made it past I think they hit eagle maybe at one point and then fell out of eagle but she never made it very far and she eventually quit as well and when we were talking initially she uh, made it very clear she missed it and she missed everybody even though she was done and whatever and then I came on this podcast she heard all the shit I said about her and then went I'm sorry <laughs> for what I did but I was also fucked over too and don't forget that and I was like okay yeah, I get that. Like, and when she said that, I was like, okay, I, I I didn't realize that you were on my side. I thought you were still on their side because we were all deceived here. So yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot. And then Fisher uh, talked to our male main upline. So basically like went Nolan and then this guy. So like our main diamond and this guy right below, that was a fun time. Uh, he again, apologized because he's like, I didn't have the intent to hurt you. And Fisher made it very clear that it was intentional, but it wasn't conscious what he was doing. So yeah, that's been a really fun time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just trying to navigate that. And who do we feel bad for? Who do we give the benefit of the doubt to? Because we were in uh, Nolan and Rianne's ruby ship. So like nobody in their ruby ship was platinum or above. Um, so our main upline was just eagles and then 
Nolan Rian. So yeah, so it's like most of the people in our organization didn't know what was going on. So it's like most of those people I can be like, all right, we can, you know, still talk except for, you know, Fisher will give this guy the benefit of the doubt. I won't, but I have other reasons that I don't like him, but that was just because he was a misogynist who gave me the book Love and Respect and I don't appreciate that. Shout out, dude. If he has heard the podcast, he knows how you feel about it. Or if you oh, yeah. that episode, yeah, he'll get there. He'll get oh, there. Absolutely. It's mostly him too. I feel bad for his wife all the time. Like I think about her a lot and I'm like, because the way that she talked to me, I was like, girl, oh, I'm sorry. But you know, like as much as I'm like a feminist and want women to make choices at the same time, she did make a choice to live the life that she lives as a submissive wife. So I can't be too angry at her for her choices yeah. as long as she's the one that chose to be that way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's a lot. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. And you know what? We both talked about this beforehand, but we're getting out there, you guys. Our voices are starting to mean something. I mean, I personally believe that that meant something from day one. I mean, Hope, you were the very first guest that we had here to talk about worldwide. So yeah. we've created this friendship because of this this podcast. And it's awesome because we can relate on on that. And, and we've both noticed now that old upline, they've heard it somewhere. Yeah through the grapevine these people higher and higher up are hearing of this podcast and I'm not mad about it I'm actually kind of like fucking thrilled because I know because this fella is so close to Nolan and Rayanne they know oh he has to he went silver so I'm like you have to know that you profited off of whatever because for the last podcast we did we broke it down what did they make like two bucks or something like that two bucks off of each platinum did but yeah yeah and then it went up as they alleged of course, all this is alleged, but this is given to both Hope and I from a, an anonymous source that they sent us screenshots due to somebody who was a high pin level exposing this information. And again, it's all alleged. I am not going to tell who this person is. This is all anonymous. Like, And speaking of the anonymity aspect, let's talk about that for a second. Because I know when I was in Taylor, the club owner, if you know, you know, okay, he would always say, you're, you're going to trust sexy kitten 69 on, on the internet, on threads who are giving you a fake name while we are giving you our faces, you know where we live. So one thing that I've I've learned recently more about, and a lot of it came about through learning about this whole Colleen Ballinger situation is the power dynamic and how we as the, let's be real, we're the little people in the organization. I mean, we are the base level people. When you look at the pyramid, Taylor is way up, right? And we're way down here. And they drill into you behind the scenes. If you've ever been to like one of their quote, business briefings, which is what we call board plans. If you've been in the business, you know, it's called a board plan. If you've been to one of those and you've only been to one and you caught the vibe that it's horrible, like good for you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy that that's all that it took to get you to run away. But Mm -hmm. us who like actually were involved, there's so much more that happens behind the scenes in what they call trainings to where our upline in a very manipulative way kind of like drill it into us that you don't say anything. Like we're not allowed to say anything at our jobs about what we're doing. We're not allowed to really even tell our family because they're quote going to be negative. Like they groom us into like, don't say anything because nobody's going to believe you anyway. No, everyone's going to think you're dumb or whatever, which is really what abusive people tell their victims anyway. And I don't love using the word victim. I always like to use the word survivor, but in this situation, I feel like the word victim is absolutely necessary because that's how they treat us. Yep, absolutely. I totally agree. And people are scared. I mean, I've had people who wanted to come like wanted to just tell me their stories because they're like, I don't want to talk about this publicly. I just wanted to be able to tell you like, hey, thank you so much. Or or a lot of the times they'll talk about Hope and Fisher. They'll be like, hey, I was really inspired by them. I just wanted to talk about it, but I don't want it to go public, which yeah, shout out to you guys. Um, But that's why I love Reddit. And I did mention this in my Landmark Forum episode, if anybody guys hear that one, that's a fun fucking one. But Reddit, I feel like has such incredible insight because that's where people can be brutally honest. And yes, they do it under the guise of a username. But a lot of the time, it's because somebody like fucking Taylor grilled them and was like, you don't say anything that goes against the cardinal rules or they're afraid of getting sued or whatever, you know, and it's at one point I was afraid to come out. I'm sure everybody was, but you guys can have my face. You guys can use my face right here. I am not afraid of getting sued because I've done everything right. Hopefully this morning, <laughs> um, allegedly this is happening. <laughs> no, but it's for real though. Like that is why people are not coming forward. Absolutely. They didn't 
they definitely created a platform where we couldn't speak, right? It was very much, you had to earn it basically but it wasn't even earning it it was like oh you have to be brainwashed enough so you don't say dumb shit on stage like that's that's what you get they they made it very clear that we weren't supposed to talk ever yeah to anyone because we don't know what we're talking about but like you know i i was even telling fisher this we went to we were in worldwide for five years doing two board plans a month i could show the plan (laughs) Like by the end of it, I could for sure show the plan. Like there would be, like, I could go to my parents and explain step-by-step what we were doing. I can't anymore. My memory, you know, just uh, repression. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But definitely I could have shown the plan at, at a certain point. So I don't think it was a matter of earning it or not knowing how to talk to someone. It was just like manipulation at its prime. Yeah. And and like you pointed out earlier is you're right. You're so right. We did. Well, I did it too. I created a downline. I was out there poaching people. I was out there also being manipulative, manipulative because that's what I was being taught to do. Like I was being groomed to manipulate other people where they can be groomed to manipulate other people. And it's just this ongoing cycle. And we're really talking about some traumatic shit here. Like, this is not something that anybody takes lightly. I want this podcast to be a safe space for survivors, for people who have been wronged by somebody. And a lot of people who come on here, they feel safe knowing that they are within a a community who is with them. So I want to make it very, very clear. This is an anti-MLM podcast. We are anti-Amway. We are anti-Worldwide. I am not here to sympathize with anybody who sympathizes with these people. I will not platform anybody who supports these people. And if you're following me purely because you want to snoop or you're, because you'd be surprised how many people have come and liked one of my posts and then quickly unlike it. And I go and look them up because I see their name, you know, obviously pops up and they have pictures with one of the diamonds that we speak about. And that's how I know the diamonds are getting this information. They are hearing our voices they are hearing us say, you fucked us over. That's how we personally feel out of our own personal experiences and opinions. And that says something. How many people have we had come on here? Several. And there's several more who still haven't heard us or they haven't maybe had the courage or or maybe they're out there on Reddit because they're too afraid to say something. So when yeah. I tell you right now, very, very clearly, I'm sorry. I, I like, it's interesting because I know that some of the diamonds are incredibly popular, but they're not so popular that you know who they are if you have not been in worldwide. I know people outside of worldwide don't know who these diamonds are. So I say that and I sound strong about it and there's not any particular person that I'm speaking to. It's just, I'm being spied on quite a bit now and I'm not mad about it because this is getting back up to the upline that I want to hear this. I want them to know how badly that they hurt me. And every guest that I have on here has a very important voice. And this is a safe space for people to be able to do that. And I just Mm -hmm. think it is very disingenuous for anybody who is here and supports these people blindly. Like either you know, and you've been in worldwide and you support the shit that they do, or you're naive and you don't know, and you're just blindly supporting these people. Yeah, absolutely. Like (laughs) I I totally, I just found a um, friggin' a message Hey, this is just to talk about how savage that you can be when you're in the business, even if you have a good heart. Okay. So don't take what I'm about to tell you that I said to one of my friends (laughs) as something I feel now versus when I was 23. Okay. But basically, I'm not going to read out the message because I just read it and I was like, that's harsh. Um, But basically the context is the one thing that Worldwide always taught was that you can read success principle and you can learn about success principle and you can read books like how to win friends and influence people. And you can read books by John Maxwell or any other successful um, person out there. But if you don't have an avenue to apply it to, it doesn't make sense to read those books, which is kind of correct. Don't get me wrong. But I said that to my friend who was trying to be better (laughs) I was like if you don't have an avenue to apply yourself to then don't bother that's the stuff that we were taught to say to other people and that's why you somewhat have to give the benefit of the doubt is because you know we you know Danny and I both probably have said stuff to people like that before thousand percent 
Yeah. So it's like you can you you have to give some grace to people that are were just as naive as you were, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's why there's that one upline that reached out that I'm like, all right, I forgive you, but just you. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. Oh no, definitely. You're not wrong. I mean, gosh, I was such a disrespectful little shit to my father. Okay. Oh, this is my yeah. dad. My father is my hero now. Like my dad is like, I talk to my dad every single day. Like I oh. regret so much. And my stepmom too. Oh my God. Like if there's any two people that I personally know in my life who have established what I personally view as the success that I want to reach, it's my parents. And who yeah. was I always told not to listen to? My parents. My dad, when I got out, I was this, I was a mess. I was disheveled. I didn't know how to use my money anymore. I was confused. I'm grateful because my dad helped me save money. My dad actually helped me do things that worldwide said they could do, but never fucking did. That's the thing. Me and Fisher look like we don't make a lot of money right now because we were, it literally was ingrained in our brains for five years to live below our means. So there was a lot of things that people look at us and they like, people don't believe our jobs almost, if that makes sense. So like I've said to people, cause like, cause I work in cannabis, right. But I was in production. So I did like the production floor stuff and now I'm corporate. Like I made it to corporate cannabis, which is like salary work from home fun job you know I made it basically and people don't believe it because it's like I drive a really crappy car and I live in a crappy apartment because I was told to live in a crappy apartment and live below my means and Fisher and I just just got in contact with a realtor at 27 years old with our second kid on the way surprise I'm pregnant um <laughs> but with our <laughs> second kid on the way and I'm like we're so behind they were supposed to help us with this that's what we thought they were at the beginning that's what we they thought they were mentors for our life we thought that they were going to teach us how to save and be better people we didn't think that they were going to teach us how to be a better person in a cult and just be like a carbon copy of another person who is another person yeah yeah I feel you sorry <laughs> No, you're it's good. So it's mad true. About it. I am too. And I have to agree with you. Like I am, I'm turning 30 and I always envisioned that by 30, I would own a house, right? I don't own a house because for several years I was taught you don't buy a house. And that's one of the things that they preached to us in worldwide was don't buy a house. Like they would talk real estate, they would try to talk real estate agents out of being real estate agents because they're like, what you're doing is horrible. And they would even use the words, like they would break down in the word mortgage. I remember the football guy that's would do real. that. Yes. And, um, like that was a horrible thing like that they taught us because anybody who owns a house knows the value of owning a house. I rent and and my mm -hmm. landlord is a fantastic person. We just want to own my own space. You know what I mean? And I do, I feel behind like turning 30 is almost scary to me because I, I, I'm still trying to get out of this mindset of I'm not where I should be at 30. And I know that right. everybody's journey, like you are where you are, but same thing. Like I always thought these people were going to help me, but actually my dad helped me pay for a car cash. Yeah. And it's not about, it's not a bad vehicle. Like it was a 10 year upgrade to what I had. I was, you know, and, and we always used to hear, if you know, you know, this guy talks really fast. They're the ones who are in Vegas with the twins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like they a, the they, they child. The, the, the child diamons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Their parents no, well, are diamonds. They're yeah. the, Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and they always like brag because they built the, the double diamond ship by themselves or whatever. But that guy would tell stories about how he would drive bright, just piece of shit cars yeah. to like a thousand dollars a car. And he just go through car after car after car. My dad always told me, he's like, that's not what you want to do. Like, that's fucking stupid. And I would tell him like, no, you're wrong. You've worked the same job, dad, my entire life. You have no say in what I do. I shit you, you not. I said you stuff like can't that. put a you can't put a price tag on somebody's life though. That's the thing about a no. vehicle. Um, and you were you were you in Oregon at the time? Do you guys get like snow? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you need to have good vehicles. Like I live in Canada. Like you need to have a good vehicle for driving. You can't be preaching that to people about the crappy cars that you drive. It's unsafe. Very unsafe. The amount of breakdowns, dude, my upline had, they went through car after car after car, dude, because my up their upline was teaching them the same bullshit. So speaking of snow real fast, ADHD brain over here, yeah. did they, how often were your guys' board plans actually canceled because of inclement weather? Zero. Did you hear her? <laughs> Zero. And what part of Canada are you in? The fucking like, snowy tundra? 
yeah like I, it's not like that bad like i don't know it's 16 that's uh, 16 degrees it's kind of crappy right now but pretty not great alberta's just not great in general when it comes to weather <laughs> we yeah, just sure there's snow like it snows for the first time in october and then it goes away in april so it's like six months for sure of like snow snow and sometimes it'll snow like it snowed in june in jasper so it's like it is pretty unpredictable but zero times and there was times where it was scary driving but the thing is is they also use that as leverage they would be like you're from alberta get used to it yeah i had a job do that to me once but the fact that these fucking people did it to me and i wasn't even getting paid dude i was not even getting paid none of us were getting paid a lot of us were fucking broke broke while we were in the business more often than not people leave with more debt than they fucking entered with i was debt free when i fucking joined this stupid organization and then i came out and i was in the hole dude i was like it took me forever to build myself back up out of that um Mm -hmm. but the inclement weather thing is a big deal because during that time too while i was in was when we had the eagle creek fire which was Mm -hmm. the fire that was on the Oregon and Washington border. Like this fire jumped across the fucking river, big ass river and attacked the entire gorge. This was a big fucking fire. This was a big deal in Oregon. This is probably the second worst fire season we'd ever had. The second worst being 2020 during the big fire when we were our whole state, people would take pictures and it was smoky as fuck. The inner city was on a level two fire watch, which means be prepared to leave. That's inner city. Okay. Oh, yeah. So during this time, highways were closed. There were still people who were, and and I think maybe they gave a little bit of grace because like people from like Hood River, we had a, like a lot of people from Hood River would drive down and then they drive back up. Dude, that's a, an hour and a half drive one yeah. way. And they would find loopholes of ways to come around and it would take them even longer. Their leaders were telling them, if you can get here, get here. There was never like a, hey, this is a fucking dangerous situation. Don't fucking come. I think they canceled two board plans, but they still had one that they told us if we could make it come. And I remember we were there. It was actually kind of fun. It was during my honeymoon phase because my my upline, uh, Jess, actually, she uh, she worked for Popeye's at the time. So she like brought us food. But still, like, nevertheless, like, it doesn't matter if it was fun for us or not, because realistically, we were still being indoctrinated during this time. And we were still expected to show up. There was never a, hey, stay home. It was never an affirm, stay home. It was, oh, yeah. get here if you can. Oh, for Which sure. Means- like, there was, like, it, it was um, all the time. Like, it didn't matter. I think the only time they ever canceled a plan was during COVID. That was the first time I ever experienced a plan being canceled. I've experienced them well, They legally moved. had to. That was it, though. That was the only time that they ever did anything they had no consideration that was the thing because their big thing was like this is again i'm super against hustle culture for this reason is it's like you try to break people in is what they were trying to do is like make or break you and show if you're like super committed you don't need to do that to people good bosses don't do that to people good jobs don't do that to people and they were trying to tell us that they were better than that no. And, and you're right. It's so fucked up because one of the biggest things that we wanted to come on here and talk about it initially was totally ties into this is the sleep deprivation aspect. One thing I remember, I hope you had sent me a picture of your itinerary for one of the functions. I think it was FED. And if you're okay with us posting that, we can definitely post yeah. it to Instagram just so you guys have a, like one example. I'm going to revert back to Stephen Hassan's bite model. So again, I'm going to remind everybody that Stephen Hassan was in a cult, I believe in the 70s, possibly 80s, but like, look him up. He is a fantastic person. And again, this is for fair use and commentary purposes. So anything that I'm reading on here, I definitely like, we have so much to say about it, but the website is called freedomofmind.com. Okay. And so bite model is behavior control, information control, thought control, and emotional control. B-I-T-E, bite. Okay. So one of the things that is heavily talked about on this list is sleep deprivation. And we've touched on it a couple of times. We've talked about it, but I don't think that you guys truly, truly understand the sleep deprivation we were truly in. And you're talking about uh, like even just the example of a major function, okay? We were taught, at least in my line of sponsorship, to get to the venue as early as we could. Mm -hmm. My upline, we were getting there at three, four in the morning, bringing like a chair to sleep in, okay? And we would get in trouble by 
the police or security, like, hey, you can't sleep here. They would wake us up and say, hey, you can't sleep. So we would get there. I'd wake up at two in the morning. I'd get ready. I'd get to the venue. And then we would get there and be there. Okay. And we're malnourished because when I was there, they got stricter and stricter and stricter with what you could bring in. So when I first went there, it was, you can bring Amway's products because it's an Amway meeting. Then it was, you can only bring one or one of each Amway product, one bar, one excess, one bag of popcorn, and you were limited to five. So we had to get creative. Uh, My upline dude actually had a bag of popcorn or even one of the bags of chips. If you guys know the chips, you guys, oh my God, the amount of tortilla chips that I ate, I did not eat tortilla chips, I swear to you, for the longest time. The the popcorn that's guilt-free. But they would stuff sandwiches in them and like reseal the bag with like a lighter or even like a hair straightener or something. We had to get creative to bring in actual food because our upline would tell us, hey, don't eat the food there. You're going to look bad. It's out of your budget. You're going to create this unnecessary um, duplication from your downline and it's going to make you all sluggish and and bad, right? Oh my God. So, yeah. So three in the morning. Okay. And you're outside and sure you might have the adrenaline of like, Oh, I'm around so many people. This is so fun. Like, especially when you're in that honeymoon phase, but then you have to sit in the function. It does not, there's no, there's no intermission. Our upline did teach us though, back then that intermission bathroom breaks was when Amway was talking. Mm -hmm. That's what we were taught by my upline. Yeah. That shows the level of respect that they fucking had for Amway. That's why I say, allegedly, it's a symbiotic relationship that they don't want. So I I have the function here. So it would start on a Friday and it would end in the evening on a Sunday. And on the Friday, it would start at 545. This was in Red Deer. So like, just give you some context. Edmonton to Red Deer is an hour and a half and Red Deer to Calgary is an hour and a half. So this is context. Our FED was in Red Deer, but all our other functions were in Calgary apart from like regular board plans and whatever, like our spring leadership um, family reunion was in Calgary. Uh, this is the only one that was in Red Deer for some reason. So we had to get there by 545. So you basically have to book the whole afternoon off in order to make it to this function. Every three months on a Friday, you're going to need your afternoon off work. If you work a traditional job, then this is kind of spicy too. Cause I was reading through this because they got rid of this after a while, this part on the description that I didn't catch back then, but it says all diamond speakers to meet in diamond room for prayer and instructions. So no, you're right. I never included, I didn't read any of this. All I read was the times, like when to be there. Speaker diamond ladies wear a long, modest gown. That's, and men to wear dark suit, white shirt and tie. So there's that. (laughs) Anyway, so then it says dinner for diamonds at 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. The pastor people, I don't remember if we say their name or not. Uh, Next Level, their band. Um, next level for a second oh my god why did they have a band oh i'm still triggered by some of their music i think like i actually messaged you and i was like that one and shut up and dance with me i can't listen i I can't that was the one that was playing when i messaged you so no you guys they have their own little like Christian band. These, this is a Christian band called Next Level. We're not here to bash them. Like they probably get paid. Like I don't even know if they know what happens behind closed doors. I have no fault to them. They're just doing a job. It was so cheesy, dude. They would, they would kind of like when you see a, an artist in your town, they maybe if they mention a city in that song, they switch it to your city to make you feel oh included. God. They would do that with Worldwide. I don't know what the actual song is, but yeah, it's like do that diamond. Dance. It's so cringe. It makes me feel like. Like oh, I know. I hate it so it's, much. But we were uh, vibing with it, dude. Everybody was up and dancing, and it was a thing. So I would avoid reverse- it like the plague. Like, I was like, we're not going in if next level is playing. Cause it was like, it was just like so cringy, but you wanted to be like there early enough that like you've got a seat. So it was yeah. like you'd always hear those two songs because they always end with Shut Up and Dance with Me and that Diamond Dance song. Yeah. Always exactly. sitting there, Illuminati triangles in the air, being like, <laughs> yes, like, yes. Oh my gosh! And like, I never went. I went to one church service in the entirety of my time being in Worldwide. I know I avoided it so much. I was like, no, I'm a Satanist. No, I'm just gonna. <laughs> <say that." laughs> 
but I just, I, they were like, oh, it's just success principles. What they would say, they're like, oh, you'll just learn success principle. And then I went to one and I was like, I'm going to burn up next time I come in here. Like going back to, to these functions, I don't know that I've yeah. ever really gone into them. So we have when, when Hope was saying FED, that stands for free enterprise days. This is the function where the quote diamonds, the new qualifying diamonds, they get to walk the red carpet. This is the end all be all for us. You guys, this is like the one thing that they tell us, you see yourself on that carpet, envision yourself on that carpet. That is you and your family. And they raise their hands to the eye of the tiger song and shit. It was like, oh, they use that, that song either. Uh, <laughs> I do just because I love Rocky three, like Rocky three. I was like, I can't listen to Rocky anymore. I can't, I can't listen to this stuff. It triggers my fight or flight. So they have, they have four functions every, every quarter, one every quarter. So FED is the fall function. Then we have the winter function, which is dream night. Then you have spring leadership, of course, spring. And then we had this function that they called it family reunion because that was, I think it's when somebody breaks a diamond beneath them that they get their own. Okay. Then that's right. So it's that upline diamond that like top diamond they're the ones who get that family reunion at that point when they break off their own diamond they they get their own family reunion they call it that because it's just their line of sponsorship your quote family all of these functions with the exception of dream night dream night was only like a one night dinner ordeal they tried to play it up like as a black tie event and stuff but the other ones are the same exact way that hope is talking about and and a lot of us for some of these functions like some of them were in in portland where i'm from and that was great because i i didn't have to drive but we had somewhere that were in fucking spokane washington which is a six-hour fucking drive for us and like you you have to pay for your hotels and our line of sponsorship (laughs) which i'm gonna let you get to how your sponsorship let you guys do it but for our line of sponsorship they would make us stay in the same hotels where the diamonds were staying we're talking about rooms that were so fucking expensive this is a five-star hotel some of my cross line had run into John Maxwell because he was staying there. They would cram like six of us to a room and we would all pitch in for this room. And it was easily 150 fucking dollars for one person. That's how expensive these fucking rooms were. And we didn't have a choice. I mean, we could, but you really didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know you had a very different experience when you guys traveled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We, We went to Spokane once for our first family reunion before Don and Mary got their own, which was... It was terrible. Like it's the the nice part is is like we're very similar countries. Um, so it's not like I'm going like somewhere completely foreign, but things are also more expensive than they seem to us (laughs) because it's in USD and we do not make USD. So there was that, and we had to stay at this like really crappy hotel like we didn't have to there was like a hilton we could have stayed at but my neurodivergent ass did not want to sleep in a room with my upline like i didn't want to do that i was like physically really uncomfortable with that so we stayed at this red lion place or something in spokane that was super far away so we had to pay a lot of cab fare which made us like meet some pretty cool people too like we we had some like cool experiences but like you can't drink till you're 21 which is really weird so there's like certain places that like we would go to to like sit down and they would be like are you 21 I was like not yet like I was like but I'm 18 which is the drinking age here and they were like you can't come in I was like that's stupid (laughs) I've been drinking for two years already like I was done drinking at that point but I was like uh we met some cool people we could buy cigarettes I remember that because we smoked back then and they were freaking cheap this is going super off topic sorry um but we could stay We could stay at this, uh, but they also fed us at this function, which was like the first family reunion I was, first and last family reunion I was ever fed at. Yeah. No, I was the same time. Yes. Because we had a big dinner that we went to for, this was the one and only family reunion. I think that was 2016. Yeah. Does that check out for you guys? Yeah. Yes. Then they stopped after that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was the first. And I remember seeing a big, big single lady. It was her family reunion, big single lady who married that grain guy. His name's a grain. Call him <laughs> that, Mr. Yep. Mr. Quinoa. I don't know. He was a grain. Mr. Quinoa. Yeah. I love it. Was a vibe with it, but no, um, you're right. Yeah. It's, it was, it was a very different experience for us. And like, we had to drive all through the night in a bus, which sucked a lot. I didn't love that. I didn't ever want to do that again either. Cause I just, 
it's just a lot to get into the states too so there's like passports and like customs all of this stuff no it's and and all of that is so draining on its own the drive can be such a shit show my only fun drive was my first one up to spokane the second (laughs) one i literally fucking hated it by the end of that that was the first time i took a quote break from the business and was like i'm fucking done with y'all because this was with that crazy ass lady who accused me when i walked by her i was laughing at her significant other's joke okay Mm. i'm with kyle at this time they're not allowed to know that i'm with kyle but i was kyle at this time bitch i swear to god if you hear this her name changed too but her her she changed her name to some like actual religious words i'll tell you afterwards but yeah no it was it was it fucking sucked and my upline again they blamed me for it i will always say that i always say fuck all of them for that but during these functions you guys were up for hours we have no food and they but it's not just the functions this is every day of our fucking lives if we like if we were taking a nap like and we accidentally slipped to our upline that we were taking a nap that's a lecture or i remember my my direct sponsor robert this stupid fuck i will always feel bad for jess because he would he was a lazy he couldn't keep a job she was working so fucking hard doing apps on the side running their house and this guy was sleeping at home all the time i'd hear them arguing because she's like did you do anything and he was like yelling at her for x y and z reasons and it was horrible like he was so abusive and honestly i fucking hate him and i feel so bad for the girl that he's about to marry because she has no fucking clue what he's like so yeah i feel so bad but it's like at the but but going back to the sleep deprivation aspect like we were expected to go to every single board plan that we could for us we had one i had there were weeks where i had a function of some type including a rally which rallies they had i think quarterly where a diamond would come in out of market and speak to our market which was weird because we're not supposed to cross line so it's like how Mm -hmm. are we supposed to listen to what they have to say but like don't apply what they have to say it was weird it's fucking stupid but we go to those rallies or if our upline i remember when our upline emeralds the syrian guy and his wife when they had their very first rally it was like almost expected that we were driving down that was medford that's a six hour drive one direction if the crown guy was within at least three to six hours we were expected to go yeah that was the thing yeah and we had to work full-time jobs we had to do apps on the side i was by the end of this working three fucking jobs and doing postmates on the side and do you know how much sleep that i got I didn't sleep. I was so just like sleep deprived. And a lot of that per mm-hmm. Stephen Hassan's bite model is they do that shit to you on purpose. Yes. I mean, do I think it's a part of hustle, uh, toxic hustle culture in general? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, there's a reason they have us stay up. So that's like, they always say, oh, well, you build your business from five to midnight. That was encouraged us. If we didn't have a nine to five, get a nine yeah. to five. They'll help us get a nine to five because board plan started at eight and they didn't wrap up until fucking 11. 11 o'clock and then yeah. depending on where and the board plan was were far yeah exactly yes. and you wouldn't get home oh. and then you're expected to night owl at the end if that's a thing night owling i don't know if i've ever mentioned this but it's where you talk to eagles and above and you ask them very general perspective type questions, which is stupid because again, we're not supposed to apply anything that they say unless it's our direct upline. But we're expected mm-hmm. to, they always said, be the first one to be there and be the last one to leave. And sometimes being the last one to leave meant you were not leaving until two in the fucking morning. And then you had to wake up at whatever time to go to work the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like worked at a place called Aurora Cannabis. Um, shout out. It's shut down now. I don't know why I'm shutting them out. Uh, I had to start work at 5 a.m. I remember that. That was like um, one of the worst experiences in my life was working at five o'clock in the morning. Being somewhere at five o'clock in the morning is a lot different than waking up at five o'clock in the morning. I'll tell you that. Like I had to be up at like four, 3.30. I lived like 20 minutes away from my work. Anyway, while I was doing that, I was only out of the business for a couple of months. But I remember thanking Jesus, that I wasn't in worldwide anymore. I, I was like, thank God I'm not in worldwide because I would actually die if I had to be at my job at five o'clock. In the morning. I worked five to two pretty much the first two years of me being in the business, they coached me to get this other job for my third year. And I was so fucked up because mm. I was in an abusive relationship because I was literally being, I was being physically and mentally abused by one person that they talked me into getting back together with. I was sleep deprived because of them. I was pregnant 
during this time too. There was no excuses that I was allowed to give because I started really growing. Like I was almost at an eagle ship and they were praising me more. It was the pressure was on. She's like, I literally was, I planned my C-section because that weekend was a function. I was out of the hospital. I had two days and then I had a major function. That was my last spring leadership. And I was, uh, I was allowed to wear flats. And they would say, look at her. She just recovered from a C-section. What's your excuse? Because of them, like so much shit went wrong with me. Oh, And it was like... Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty fucked up. I mean, I didn't have any like major medical issues, but I wasn't able to breastfeed following that day. And it was just, it was one day and I lost my entire production and I was so sleep deprived because of the business and because I had a fucking newborn at home. And I only had two weeks of money to be able to even have an actual like maternity leave. My job, they offered me the opportunity to have as much time as I wanted, but I couldn't afford it because I had to do ditto because I had to like have gas money. I had to, have babysitting money now for my two kids yeah it was like that's the kind of shit that they put us through sleep deprivation manipulation this business if you already have a narcissistic abusive significant other this will absolutely without a doubt in my humble opinion absolutely make it worse and if you don't have sure and it like i don't have that and it still changed fisher for sure it changed me too it does it changed me and the way i treated people in general it it turns you into a different person and i feel like if you deep down know that this is fucked up you will leave and I feel confident saying that because you guys are not that couple like Fisher has been so open on this podcast about how like he felt he had to be that way and how you guys have such a healthy dynamic now that you're out of the business and that's not the case you guys are the only married couple that got married in the business and are still with your significant other every other couple that I've ever spoken to is divorced it it wasn't without trial and error oh sure to be fair like we went through a lot um in 2020 after we left like trying to figure out what was fair we still have fights about this though that's the thing like we still have arguments about the same thing after leaving worldwide because we were so conditioned to be one way that it was like hard to snap out of that I'm guilty of that too and I got really rebellious too which was not fair um because I read love and respect and I obeyed love and respect and then once I left I started to completely disrespect (laughs) out of spite Because I was really angry. Like, I I want people to know at least that not to idolize us too much. We still have problems that we work through, but we're committed to each other. You know what I mean? Like, we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary next weekend, actually, which is pretty exciting. Um, That's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, um, but they messed with us, man. I remember... I can't remember Jane, my uh, one of my main uplines. She pushed me a lot to get uh, a nine to five job. I never had a nine to five job when I was in Worldwide because I was a waitress. And then I worked at Aurora. And then Aurora, I did six to two, um, four on, four off. And then I do four to two, uh, like 4 p.m. to 2 a.m., uh, four on, four off. And we would do like rotations that way. Uh, but she would push me to do that. And I was like, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to be sleepy. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a sleepy person, so I'm not going to take that. And I didn't want to take the pay cut because waitressing was like mad money. So yeah, which is, which is good that you were able to kind of within yourself make that decision, but you were still encouraged to do it. And and I think you're being humble because I really do think like you and Fisher have been through so much yeah. and this business, it, they do tear people apart. I, yeah. I was with a significant other granted again, I call him Luke. If he ever hears this, bro, I'm so sorry, yeah. but he was the person who was kind of in between Kyle the first time and the second time I should have never been with him. He yeah. didn't want kids. I had a kid. I was very toxic. I was, I was fucking horrible but it got worse with the business because my upline was like he's not taking this seriously and they do they and then then you know if why especially are like you're killing his dream if you want to leave because they blame the women for wanting to leave and oh, um, for sure it is us a lot of women do leave and they're it was almost like that for me and fisher like very close because like i mentally quit a long time ago like a long time yeah. before we actually quit because even when we did and i was like thank you i was just very drained about it and I realized there was no way I was going to be able to win and I wanted a different upline because I wasn't getting along with my upline and I didn't want to go to Rianne about it like I was like I seem like a dick when we did quit 
it it took Fisher having to do it on his own in order to quit because he because I was very silent about my hatred um for a long time like I was like just kind of like blindly following him I would be like go to board plans like do whatever you want by yourself um but I was very quiet about it I think this is even before I I was pregnant I would go through waves though to be fair, like I was like really committed and not committed. Just yeah. Kind of how my whole but, time was in there. But it's totally fair. And and that's really what they do, though. They they tear couples apart. And and yeah. it's because they teach us to go to two separate mentors. We can never sit down with one couple and like as a couple. Women have to go to women. Men have to go to men. And we're each yes. being given some bullshit information separately. Like we're two separate fucking people. Like that's why people leave. It's so fucked up and sad. Or it like amplifies narcissism. Yeah. So, and it tore us apart, too. Like the way that they give us advice was like yeah maybe like don't talk to each other talk to us yep and that was even something that like we had trouble navigating after we quit was like who do we talk to because yeah. we don't actually have the answers so it's like do I google it like who's gonna give me the right information on how to handle what's going on in my marriage right now you know what I mean do I go to therapy like 1000 you know? dude and for everything for me I don't know if you guys can relate but it was like who do I talk to now the one and only person I talk to about everything is my dad now like I'll go to him for relationship advice I will go to him for life advice I'll be like yeah. dad I don't know what the fuck's going on like help and thank god me and my dad are as tight as we were because my dad could have been like fuck off and and, you know, I wouldn't have blamed him, but my dad's never been that type. Even like, and I talk about my narcissistic mother who I literally do not talk to anymore. Like she was that yeah. bad. She yeah. poisoned me against my dad. That's years I lost from him, but I still didn't trust him even when we were building that trust. Right. And it's like nowadays, that is the only person I fucking talk to. And it's because yeah. he gets it and everything. And so I'm grateful for that. Even through all of that, my dad still stuck around. So if you left your child, fuck you. Like, honestly, yeah. that being said, ultimately what we really wanted to do in this episode is like, you guys know like hey this shit happens it's fucked up it's fucked with us yeah. and and like I, like i said originally we wanted to just talk about sleep deprivation because that in itself really fucked us up like since all this other stuff happened it was like you guys we want you to get it we want you to hear us these are yeah. not good people in our opinions and again yeah. we have to say things like alleged we have to hide their names like but if you know you know and if you know and you follow these people, but yet you're following me and you're spying for them, go share this episode with them and let them know how I actually feel about them. But then yeah. like, go live your fucking worldwide life. Like, I don't care. Let yeah. me be out here and complain. Let me be that person who actually empowers sexy kitten 69 on fucking Reddit. Like that's my business. And, and that's yeah. my hope. That's hope's business. That's anybody who comes on this podcast because their voice matters. And yeah. we're at an hour now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It does. It does. But it's always a pleasure having you guys on. You guys are quite literally the OGs at this point. You guys are inspiring people to come talk to me. You guys, I just can't thank you guys enough, even for your friendship, to be truthful. Like you guys are such dope people. But are there any? We give Canada a good name. That's it. We do. We're just amazing (laughs) Canadians. Um, I don't know. I think there's a girl on TikTok. If you like anti-MLM community, I think I sent you her. Her name's Canadian Kels, K-E-L-S. Um, she does the spreadsheets. So oh, she yeah, does, you did like, tell me about her. Yeah. yeah, follow her. She's hilarious. And like some of those MLMs out there, man, like there's some out there like LuLaRoe and Unique and like, you know, Mary Kay, like the big ones that like really target um, mothers and young women and people who are looking for something like those are the ones that she really criticizes and really like breaks down and I recommend following her because it's some really funny content especially if you like the anti-MLM community some of it is extremely sad obviously so also I have to shout out somebody else as well there's a cat page that I have to say (laughs) this is run by Cactus Girl Media or Meredith Adams, who we've had on the podcast, she has now this anti-MLM cat. And so she does she does talk about Amway content because she was in Amway. So if that's what you relate to is the Amway tools businesses or any anti-MLMs, honestly. So <laughs> the name, I don't know how to pronounce her cat's name, but it, it and I'll link it as well. But it's called, I think it's Big Barsic, B-A-R-S-I-C. 
B-A-R-S-I-K. So big B-A-R-S-I-K. It's hilarious. I'm going to share anything and everything that I can from her. She's so funny. Also, Roberta Blevins, um, Life After MLM. Cannot speak enough about that podcast since you guys introduced me. The amount that I get approached. I'm really excited because I just really want everyone to truly, truly understand, right? That we don't come on here for no reason. We all have a story and sure we're like joking and maybe making light of the situation, but that doesn't take away from the trauma that we have. And even though you might look at it and say, oh, it's just an MLM. It's not just an MLM. It's, in my opinion, a cult. And a lot of people they speak to. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is super important actually. Okay. So how to be a cult leader was just released on Netflix. Highly recommend watching it. I can't remember what different types of cults there are specifically, but one of them is called a success cult where they get people all worked into the mind of being successful if you know you know <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah. I, I only watched the first episode which is about like uh, Charles Manson and his cult and stuff but there's a lot of similarities like if you watch these cult um, shows on Netflix these like there's some on there that are just hit you in the like wrong way you're like oh that was exactly what Worldwide did to me so yes shout out check it so, out yeah so I feel like that kind of falls under the large group awareness trainings LGAT those are definitely like like the landmark forum that I talked about. That one is or Nexium. That's a large group awareness training, and that's only two. There's more out there, and I do equate worldwide to the same thing. So yeah. definitely, no any of this stuff. Like, go check it out. Like, and if you guys know of anybody else out there that we should be following, anybody that we should be talking to, just definitely let us know. I am all about spreading the anti MLM message. Any page, whoever, let me know. I will absolutely go follow them, share their content. Um, but yeah, no, I I'm really grateful. Again, hope for your time. You guys always have just such valuable things to say. And you guys really did kind of light a fire under people who, God, that's another worldwide term. It really is. But but no, you guys really set the path for other people to want to come and speak forward because I can only have my voice. And I feel like every different perspective that we can offer, somebody hears something that you say differently than maybe I say or, or what have you. Yeah. So thank you yeah. so much, Hope. Anytime, um, man. Yes. So you guys can follow me on Instagram at XSNT underscore podcast. DM me there if you guys have have anything that you guys want me to know. If you were an an MLM and want to share your story, it doesn't have to be Amway. It could be whatever MLM you were a part of. I'm here to listen. I want to learn. I want to spread the, I want to spread your message. If you have a traumatic event in your life that has happened that you want to talk about domestic violence, uh, sexual assault, it doesn't matter. Like I want to share your story. If you want to share your story. Or you can just come talk to me. I'm here for it. Yeah. So that's where you can find me. DM me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, at X's and T underscore podcasters. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Hell yeah.